In this episode of The Full Nerd, ads in drivers, better GPU cooling, and Surface Laptop. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 22, recorded on May 2nd, 2017. Happy birthday to my daughter, Marianne. It is today. Whoa, that's Yay. crazy. Happy birthday. He's a doctor, dude. Yes, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a fake name I use. I actually can have a completely made-up family and everything. I live alone in a really horrible apartment, but no. Or a bunker. I am Gordon Mong with co-host Brad Ch- and Bunker <laughs> in a basement somewhere. With co-host Brad Charkas, we've totally already gone off the rails. Hello. And reviews editor Elena Lee. Uh, just say I messed it up. We're me- uh, reviews editor Elena Yee. Hi, everybody. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, Gordon, I don't know if you knew this, but tomorrow's my birthday. So, you know, I, sh- I share a birthday with, with your kids. I, I think that's why I like uh, I like them. Is that true? Or are you it's just true. trying to like set no, this up to go true. to Denny's? Very You're going to go to Denny's. It's my birthday. I don't have my ID. I left it home. <laughs> Watch this video. It's on the internet. Well, okay, sir. You get the free breakfast at Denny's. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll get something well, special. Well, happy birthday. Uh, hey, thank you. Although, uh, wait, tomorrow. Uh, over, over, the, uh, over the weekend, I read a book. Uh, it's called Encyclopedia Brown. Have, have you heard of it? Uh I don't think I think it's called Wikipedia Brown. It's been updated for oh, the Wikipedia 2017. Brown. It's really awesome. It's like an encyclopedia, but there's just people inserting random ass stuff in there. <laughs> I use the A word there, but we, so, so it's it's like a crowdsourcing, crowdsourcing, uh, private detective, huh? Yes, right. yes. Just okay. goes out there and arrests the wrong person. <laughs> okay. All right, I, I, I want to guess, because people complain. They say, well, you, don't, you, you take us off the rails, and they go, you don't talk about technology. <laughs> I tried real hard to get you off the rails on that yeah, one. You, well, didn't, you didn't. First thing, though, and I know it's a, it's a little dated, but I, I really want to talk about this. because I think it's really valuable, because clearly, clearly someone is going to do it again. But uh, it's something about uh, what happens when you install drivers with your new AMD card there, Brad. Wait, I thought uh, GPU? Hold up, I thought we were talking about Surface laptops first. Let's, oh, is that first? Yeah. yeah Wait, what is? Yeah. I can't read that. Can Can you read the screen? It says Surface laptop. Let's, let's Where see all the laptops. The screen today. is like this big. I know. Sorry, we got to get a bigger one. Are we going Surface laptop so, first? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk. Surface laptop yeah. first. Let's do it. See, it's right, lit up. Surface laptop. Boom. All right, for the Surface. Okay. See, there was some strategizing though. I thought we were going to talk I'm about sorry. that last. That was just right. a tease. That was part of the plan. Right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. People think it's coming. All right. So the first topic is, of course, Surface Laptop. Let me, Here we I'm, go. Yeah. Perfect. That's, we want to hear about that. Now. Yeah. So uh, for people who don't know, this morning uh, Microsoft did an event in New York City where they also have Salsa, I believe, and they announced the new Surface Laptop, uh, 13.5 inch. Core i5, Core i7. I don't really know that much else about it. I'm still trying to absorb all the specs. Does anybody, I mean, you know, I guess really is like, what the hell is Microsoft doing with this thing? Well, they're running uh, Windows 10 S on it, which is their new, I guess their new version of Windows RT. It's designed to run on x86 chips, but essentially you're limited to anything that runs in the Windows store. What's the S for? I guess store? <laughs> Probably. Oh, it's why I made that exact joke in my article. Or it's, another uh, joke. <laughs> for superior performance and secure and stuff like that. What's up with that, man? <laughs> I mean, so I they already used RT. They had to fill in the blank, right? Well, do you believe that? I mean, I guess because you're getting it from the store, you're not downloading it just off a, a website. You're some app. So only apps only come from the store, right? So that's that's yeah, how it's more secure. Windows Store apps run in their own container and stuff like that. So it's not mucking around with the rest of your operating system. It's the exact same pitch that they made for Windows RT, except for now it's focused on education and Chromebooks for the most part. <laughs> Speed, security. So I so but the thing is it's it's really weird because like RT for people who don't remember was sort of this gimped operating system. There was really no desktop mode. You couldn't install, you know, legacy x86 applications. It really just did not work for a lot of people. But this is a little different, though, right? Because it'll run x86. Yep, because they're still x86 laptops, right? Uh, They can run x86 apps. But the catch is they can only run the ones that are in the Windows Store. So like Evernote made apps, Microsoft's converting the desktop version of Office over to Windows Store apps. So any desktop apps that can run in the that are in the Windows Store, it can run. Um, whereas Windows RT, the old Surface, couldn't do that because it used ARM chips. Uh, 
And if like you buy the Surface laptop and you decide, hey, I hate this, I want to get uh, Windows 10 Pro, uh, they'll let you upgrade to that for free for this year or 50 bucks after that. So uh, it's a little different under the hood. <laughs> and who is not going to do that, right? And just who is not going to up- upgrade to and a full I feel OS? like that's the question I have for the entire concept behind this because we haven't even gotten to pricing yet. Yeah. So like Core i5 version is supposed to be what 999, basically a thousand bucks. And yep. I think was it Core i7 version was supposed to be like what 1500 or 1600 bucks. Uh, I got it right here. I can oh, tell yeah. you. Yeah. Got it. This is all has integrated graphics. Um, the entry level Core i5 is a thousand bucks with 128 gigabyte SSD with four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, one cool thing, maybe cool, maybe not thing, that uh, they said during the presentation is that they actually integrate the SSD into the motherboard with this. So it's, mm. it sounds super weird. I, they that, said it. Uh, that takes courage. I, I got to tell you, that takes courage. That's I don't not know about cool. you. But, I would not use the it, word cool there, but go ahead. I don't want to. sucks if you got to switch it out or repair it. I'm guessing you can't. Sorry, I, I messed up your. I, we should get. I, I messed up your spec readoff. So i five thousand bucks, four gigs, one twenty eight. What else we get? All right. So there's another i five that's thirteen hundred bucks that you get two hundred and fifty six gigs SSD and eight gigs of RAM. Wow. So three hundred dollars. It's the Surface, man. It's like the same as a MacBook. They took over Apple's pricing with the Surface line. Uh. And the i7? That's actually much cheaper than the original picture, Pixel was, believe it or not. The Chromebook Pixel. Uh, the, that's true. the laptop there. Yeah, it'll But probably. the Core i7 ones, uh, they have slightly better integrated graphics, but still integrated graphics. Uh, the base version is $1,600, and it also has 256 gigabyte SSD and 8 gigabyte memory. The highest end one. The Core i7 is $2,200. It has a 512 gigabyte SSD and a 16 gigabyte memory capacity. And none of those have USB-C, right? No. Yeah. No, they have one mini display port, SD card reader, uh, USB, normal five USB. Yeah, 5 gig. And Not even that uh, MagSafe-like charge port. That yeah, surface, surface port in the charger. So, I mean, that kind of sucks. I, I got to say that when I saw that, I was, and I expected it because Microsoft is not going to give up. They just can't give up on the Surface port. They well, just sunk I, too much I, into I, it. I do see some kind of logic in what they said where it's compatible with existing chargers, but I don't, I mean, I would have preferred to have both that and the USB-C chargeability yeah. because I, I do like that kind of MagSafe like approach where if I trip on it, it's not going to damage the port yeah and i and i agree i mean i i think it's actually cool like so on the xps 13 what dell did is because you know everybody's got a billion of those dell barrel chargers they actually integrated a, a thunderbolt 3 port that lets you charge so you can charge through the thunderbolt 3 port USB-C, and you can charge through the you know proprietary dell barrel charger that everybody's got a billion of so i like that approach because you know you can just plug in USB-C later on once we sort of move in i gotta say we're, we're there I would have liked that, especially because these are, you know, ostensibly designed for students. That's what their whole pitch is. Hey, if you're going to college, don't get a MacBook Pro, get this. I would have really liked to see USB-C. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just USB-C, is, it's there. I mean, this this uh, HP, not Apple, by the way, is USB-C. We've got XPS 13, XPS 2. I mean, there's like, we're probably like, like 12 laptops now. We are clearly in the USB-C world. But I, I think the reason why they didn't do Thunderbolt 3, it's not really USB-C, is... They that that Surface port they they plumb a, a crap load of stuff. There there's there's PCIe that goes through there. There's charging. There's all kinds of stuff that goes through that through their whole docking thing. If they had to actually add another Thunderbolt three port, then you were talking about also routing charging to the other side of the laptop, and then also PCIe. And it is it is definitely an engineering challenge. You're adding more to it. You're adding more complexity, more cost. You know, more weight. So I can see why they did it, but. Man, I, I got to tell. Oops, sorry. Oh, it just, it just, man, it's, Gordon. It's every episode, every, every episode. Every episode. Man. I think it just, I still think it just sucks, though. It's just hard to like, are you getting a modern laptop without USB-C well, support? You I know? know. That's kind of the thing, right? Where you're talking about cost and weight, and both of those have pretty much either gone up or have stayed at a price point that I'm scratching my head over when it comes to the idea of this being for education. Yeah. You know, so now this is what it's, I think I read. It's like a 2.76 pound laptop, yep. whereas a Surface Pro 3 is what, like 2.1 or something with the type cover. Yeah, this is 2. not 2. a lot. La- this is with not a light laptop, cover, though. 
<laughs> right. It's with a type cover. Well, it's with the full normal. But it actually real, has a type, you know, yeah, it's the not the touch cover yeah. from the original oh, generation. Oh, yeah. It's not I the crappy that. one. I don't even know crappy. if they make that anymore. I don't think so. I think they gave up on that finally. It's collectible to have that. So. <laughs> Why? So, so you can torture your enemies with it? Yes. <laughs> no. You, you give it to your, uh, your give worst Give us the enemy. location of the secret so we'll make you type on this piece of <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> no, give me a butter, a butterfly keyboard. I'd rather type on that. <laughs> so, uh, that's, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Adam. I was just going to say, uh, you know, and, and uh, from an overall perspective, you know, you review a lot of these laptops, mm-hmm. especially the thin and lights, you know, where is that balance between, Hey, you know, you want all these nice features, but you also want something thin, light and pretty. I mean, where for you specifically, where, where does that balance, you know, uh, start to cross? So one of the reasons I bring up this whole weight cost thing is that you can get an HP Spectre or, you know, a Dell XPS 13 with a USB C charging. Um, and I think even more ports than what you're getting with this surface laptop, Mm -hmm. uh, for the same starting price. Mm. So it's about the same weight. Uh, it probably runs, I'm guessing, even a little bit faster because Dell and HP are going to tweak their fan performance a certain way. I'm guessing that if this is like the Surface Pro 3, they're going to keep it more to the cool and quiet side. Mm. Um, and if this is supposed to be for education, if they mean college students as education, that's a little different. But when I hear education, I think, you know, like K through 12. And so mm. this is pretty expensive for a K through 12. Know, like, is, well, is, they... Uh, but go ahead. They 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 kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too with this. They announced Windows 10 S for education and hyped up you know 189 200 laptops uh-huh. and that's for schools. And then when they switched to this, they said, hey, this is for the college student. This is for the people who are oh. in education further down the line and they want something sure. to last them and be nice in the adult world and stuff like that. So they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too. It's kind of mixed messaging. It felt like. But if you're a grown up, why wouldn't you just grown up? Excuse me, air quotes here for everyone who's just on the audio only. Why wouldn't you just buy something like, you know, the Spectre? Or the XPS 13. I don't know. I just, I don't see what, what specifically makes the Surface laptop so appealing compared to those, you know, rivals. Well, the Surface has a lot of brand awareness, right? The Surfaces are nice machines and that's, they haven't had a pure laptop before. That's true. And I think that getting into laptops, pure laptops is probably going to piss off Dell and HP and all the OEMs, right? So if they introduce this and say, hey, it's, you know, Windows 10 S. It's just for it's limited, you know, to the Windows stores and so on and so forth. It lets them get their foothold into pure laptops, you know, kind of stomping on the ground of their hardware partners, but saying, hey, we nerfed it. Yeah, but who's going to buy it it's, then if it's nerfed? It's I mean, a I know, laptop. You I, can upgrade to Windows 10 Pro for free. I know you the end can, of the year. but that's like an extra step. That's like hassle, right? Like who wants to go through that extra step if they don't need to? That's the part where I'm trying to understand like what the positioning on this really is. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. It makes no sense to me. Well, and, and also hasn't the service, the Surface line, uh, traditionally been something where Microsoft is like, oh, hey, you know, we have these features. We we want to show something off, and and this is kind of you know our vision of how to implement it and kind of lead the the hardware manufacturers forward. Like, oh, you should kind of copy us. But I mean, this doesn't do anything that anybody else does, right? This isn't pushing anything forward. Right. Well, well, it has I, Windows 10 S. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, that's, that's a gate that's not really pushing anything forward. That's holding something back from others. But yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I got to say, I mean, I sort of think it's ridiculous. 99.9% of people are going to take, take them up on Pro because why not? But I, I don't know if Windows 10 S is really going to perform as well as they say it will. Because, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but like Windows Store apps for me have always really just been like ridiculously slow. Also, well, they're, I don't, um, they're designed a lot around touch, even though they say they're starting to be desktop apps coming into there. And right. they, they're just kind of clunky and they're kind of have wasted space. And I disagree with you. I don't think they're slower. I think they respond really well. I think like if you right. well, open up Gears of War, it'll open and close instantaneously. Well, see, the thing. Yeah, for I, sure. I, now, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not saying that they are slow once they're loaded, because, I mean, they do like Edge. Honestly, is is a better browser. It, it and it's sort of a store browser. I mean, there are a lot of like once the apps are launched, it is super smooth. But, but man, you like launching? I I don't know. Like the first launch, like oh, I'm into the OS. I'm going to launch it. And I'm like this must be like a 200k app, right? And it's like it's like five second launch. 
Like I could launch like five things on Android or iOS in the time that it takes to launch some things in the, in the Windows Store, and I, I don't understand why. And this is this goes all the way back to the original Surface Pro for me. It just it's like tremendous amounts of horsepower, but it's so slow to launch. But you you think Gears actually launched pretty fast? I guess I got to try it. So it launches. I've never had any of the issues you're talking about right with now. Windows Store yeah. apps. Yes, yeah, same <laughs> with to me. They always launch immediately. And same with Forza. I, I played Forza Horizon a lot, and yeah, I never had any problems with it. Uh, in the chat, though, real quick, uh, you know, Grim says uh, college students can barely afford ramen. How does Microsoft expect them to buy a new laptop? A lot of college students will spend for. Brand, right? That's, I think, the idea that Microsoft... Yeah. There's a lot of college students already buying MacBooks. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the entry-level Windows 10S devices are for Chromebooks and schools, but I think this is really Microsoft trying to line up a MacBook competitor without pissing off Dell and, you know, HP and all them too much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know there's that stereotype of, you know, college kids and raw men, but, like, whenever I see, like, pictures of, yeah. like, rows and rows of kids, it's like, look at all those... <laughs> Hell of expensive laptops, right? They're all, and they got little glowing apples on them. They're starving because they spent it but on the laptop. At the same time, is that just simply the perception we get? Because, like, oh, look, it's all those kids at Stanford or Princeton or Yale. You know what? You're going to Fresno State. Are you rolling a MacBook Pro? I, I don't know. You know, I <laughs> also might be used what? or hand me down to. One thing that's cool about these is. Uh, the battery life. We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, they cloak. They claim 14.5 hours, right? Yeah, they claim 14.5 and they say it won't lose any charge if you're not using it because of the way it's configured. So they said, like, if you leave your laptop on, don't shut it down, completely close it, go to spring break, come back. It'll be the exact same battery percentage when you return. Hmm. So is that because there are just not many apps in the Windows Store to even put on your machine to begin with? Because <laughs> that was my always, that was my complaint about Windows RT. You know? And I, I feel like, I mean, are you really, I haven't checked because I haven't used the Windows Store for a lot of stuff when I am testing Windows 10 laptops. Can you even get Chrome through the store? I don't think no, so, no, right? No, you can't a, get alternative no browsers. Yeah, you can't get alternative browsers. Um, I think the only worthwhile <laughs> app for me would be Netflix now that they have the downloads for offline viewing. But otherwise, I don't really know what I'd be doing in the Windows Store. Yeah, well, if, and some games. And some games. Yeah, there's a couple well, of games. Yeah. But they're, that's why they're moving Office over, too. Well, you know, I, 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 that is really a good point, though. When they say, um, I, I want to talk about that point where you specifically you close, you close the lid, and basically you don't impact battery life. Um, I know. I wonder. Are they saying only? Or we're talking about Windows Store apps only, or do you, if you have, a, you know, Office or say, you know, Chrome launched, is that, is that? I don't think you can. I think I read well, that. Well, you would be running in Pro. Well, in that case, then you're right. just running in Pro. Right, but what I'm wondering is if that feature uh, is yeah. available in you know normal Win32. And I got to say, what there's because they haven't said what memory's in there, but I'm, clearly it's not LPDDR4 because I don't think there is LPDDR4 with KB Lake. These are KB Lake laptops. So it's going to be LPDDR3, which everybody's had. It's, it does save power, but they're saying basically you know Kindle-like uses no battery. Are they doing something else that is exclusive to Surface Laptop where you close the lid, it immediately caches everything out, you know, to the SSD and, you know, basically uses no power? Because that is really the only way you can consume no power, right? I, I wouldn't I be surprised if if the fact that it only runs Windows Store apps plays into that, too, because those run as one thing. They don't have all the threads in the background. They don't right. have all the processes. There's no AV running back there. So would you be disappointed, uh, though, if they like, oh, yeah, we only meant that only that feature only if you Windows Store, you're running Chrome. If, no, that ain't going to happen. I bet you that goes away in an instant. If you upgrade to Windows 10 Pro, all these claims, I bet are stock as is. If you yep. upgrade to Windows 10 Pro, that goes right out the window. Yeah, I can't see it working otherwise. Yeah, I, I do, too. I mean, maybe because how do you how do they have this you know special feature where other vendors don't have it? So. Um, uh, and as far as the battery life, 14.5 hours. I, and I got to say, cause a lot of people, you know, battery claims can be kind of full of baloney, right? From a lot of men- vendors, Microsoft has generally been very accurate. They say like surface book, surface pro, we've sort of gotten exactly what they say you can get out of it for battery rundown tests. And I think they're doing the same thing here, but they haven't said how big the battery is. But the fact that it's a 2.76 pound laptop, which is not light, it's got to have a big ass battery, right? Like 80 watt hours, maybe, or something like that. I think the MacBook Pro 13 is a 50 watt hours. So maybe 70, something like that. I'd hope so. Otherwise, why is it so heavy? Yeah. What else are they, you know, doing? The other thing is that screen, too. The screen. As a person who uses like 
ThinkPad laptops. I'm sitting here shocked that you guys call 2.76 pounds heavy. <laughs> That's such a light laptop. <laughs> yeah, it is actually, I, I think it's like XPS 13 is like sub two and a half, right? I mean, everything. I think it depends on the battery config. Yeah. So if you get the bigger battery, it's not going to be at two and a half. Or 4K. If you're doing 4K with touch, yeah. that's going to add some weight. But generally, I two and a half is sort of like, would you say, because Elaine is like a huge super light laptop fan. I am. Right. I am willing to make sacrifices other people don't, <laughs> like what? terrible keyboards. Is it Samsung or, or keyboard? Is it Samsung or Acer? No, or LG. So Samsung had their Notebook Nine, and that was a uh, like two pound or just under two pound thirteen inch laptop, mostly plastic, obviously. Um, and then the LG LG has the Gram fourteen. That's a fourteen inch laptop. That's uh, I'm reviewing that one right now. The revision for this year, it's two point two pounds. Yeah. And the 15 inch from last year was also 2.2 pounds. Yeah, and it's really funny because 2.76 pounds is a heavy laptop, believe it or not, in in, in the world we live in. These because modern laptops have just gotten stupidly light. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have a POS corporate issue machine, right? Yeah, like this right here. <laughs> this when is the Lenovo. I've people got. don't know when our IT department orders it, they like add an extra weight. There's like a little lead just weight sand under yeah. there. You can like there's just there's no some... SSD option. That's the part that kills me. I don't care about the size. <laughs> but, but, no, yeah. So one thing I got to say. So during the keynote today, uh, uh, Peno said, "Hey, this is cool." And you even called it cool. So that 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 hypnotoad stuff worked on you, Brad. <laughs> the cool feature Getting pumped. Look, man, and I'm going to say this because I'm be consistent because I give Apple tons of grief for soldering the SSD to the motherboard, which just sucks because it's like it, it's it's done. You ain't never done doing anything to the laptop. Microsoft has done the same thing. Of course, they're like, you know, we did this to get better battery life, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I guess, you know, yeah, I guess you can integrate that. So you have full control over it. People are not going to screw this up. You don't have to worry about following all the connections. But I mean, is it worth it? I mean, you've got like. A laptop you can never ever upgrade. I mean, it just—I I, yeah, I just think it's, that is not a good trend. You I know? don't, especially because M2 SSDs are you know gumstick size these days too. It's not even saving much space. Yeah, it's not really space. I mean, I yeah, I mean a little bit on the PCB because you can eliminate you know the, the the edge connector and everything. But I mean, come on, man, it just. It made sense for the Pro line, the Surface Pro line, but for a traditional clamshell laptop, it doesn't make any sense to me. Although, I mean, again, they and this is they they took a you know this is they they did a very Apple thing. They they said like this thing is so beautiful, you won't feel any seams. There aren't any screws like this. <laughs> this Spectre, there are screws what? on the bottom of this. Screws, oh, no. a little torque set. No, it's like, I will. My you know delicate what? fingers. But that's like that's like a plus because I was like I'm gonna just open this baby up and upgrade the M.2 drive on the air right now. And that, that to me is a feature and to to like somehow say that is a good thing that the only way you can open that laptop up is with C4. I mean, that just <laughs> that is just not it's not a positive thing. You know, I mean, it's like it's a, an appliance. And you, when something goes bad, you throw the whole thing away. I just I don't I don't buy it. I don't think it's a well, good thing. actually. So Lucas on Facebook uh, is saying the uh, the appeal for a lot of people who love Apple is to be able to take it into the, the store to get it surfaced. And that, you know, maybe Microsoft is trying to play off of this as well. You know, some people want to go straight to the OE and you know and not have to fuss with their stuff so i yeah i mean i don't know the good news is if you go to a microsoft store you won't have to wait in line wow call the fire department you go i always sometimes i want to go to the microsoft store it's like are you here to see something sir oh no i was at the apple store got too busy i just i got a little claustrophobic i knew if i ran into the microsoft store it's like just stretch, stretch out, out here. Yeah. Ooh, let me put my feet up. Take a nap. Uh, sir, that's a Surface Studio. You can't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is a bummer. I mean, they they do. So this, I, it is a bummer they don't get the foot traffic because they do have cool things and great deals at those stores. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. Well, do people bring their Surface in for repairs there? I don't know if they like they don't do repairs in real time in a in a Microsoft store, do they? I don't know. I've never set foot in a Microsoft store. They have a back area, and I think there is, like, a technician area, like, for troubleshooting, but I don't know if it's, like, the full, like, genius bar experience that you get at Apple. Yeah, I just don't, and frankly, I I suppose some people like that, but I don't like it, because... Well, do you think it's better or worse than going to Best Buy and uh, getting a genius, or whatever, what are those, the the geek squad, the The geek squad touching your stuff, yeah, which which, which is better, Gordon? 
I, it, mm. I mean, you know, I, I just think, you know, if it's easily serviceable by yourself, make it serviceable. I, I personally, I, I like to think green computing. I'm into green computing and to be able to ser- service a, a computer is, is much better and you can do it yourself. And you know, the problem with the Apple store and all these sort of like, Oh, bring it in. They'll fix it for you. It's like, Oh, it's out of warranty. Yeah, there's the service price on this is nine hundred dollars. I could just buy a new MacBook Air for that much. Okay, we'll recycle this for you and you give us your credit card, right? I mean that's <laughs> that's the whole idea. Is you bring it in like, oh, it's so much to fix it. Why don't you just give me a new one? I mean I mean they, they whatever uh, that's ridiculous. I mean, but you know, the fact that you can open this thing up and like, oh, I've run out of space. I've got to, I have the 256, 256 gig M.2 drive, put in a bigger one. You can do that yourself. But you know, this whole trend to sealed laptops is, it's just, it's just a horrible. I mean, remember when you could just change the battery without it being major surgery? You know, of course, now Apple's convinced everybody now it's major surgery to change your damn battery. So. I like that. That's one thing I do like about my Lenovo laptop, which is a corporate issue one and is serviceable. Yeah. You can get a bigger battery. So I'm like, hey, this battery life sucks. So I bought a one that has like twice the capacity and now it lasts twice as long. And it's great. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll say the, the last MacBook Pro that I ever had was the 17 uh, incher. Uh, I could take that. You know, I, I took out the, the DVD drive and put a second SSD, changed the battery, upgraded the RAM. You know, even even Max back in the day, you could customize a little bit. So, yeah, this is, I, I don't like this trend either. Not fun. Yeah. Oh, so the thing is, you know, it's funny the the screen. I did notice the one thing I thought it was. I thought they just basically said, what parts we got left from Surface Book? Right. Well, we got these 13.5 inch screens. Let's just reuse these. It's actually a different screen. I, I didn't realize that I looked up the specs. I didn't because the original Surface Book screen is 3000 by 2000 with the PPI of what is this? Oh, yeah. 267. So six megapixel screen, 267. This is a 3.4 megapixel screen at 201 PPI. So definitely a lot fewer pixels. And I'm, I'm going to guess between big ass battery and lower density screen there. That's where they're getting a lot of the battery life out of. So yeah. do you do any, uh, Elena, do you do any sort of, uh, a screen test like that kind of you know to see if there's the that that pixel effect of of having not having a retina display um we don't actually have a lot of the high-end tools we wish we had for mm-hmm. like in-depth like do display. you care about ppi though yeah but at the same time i i personally don't think it's that huge of a deal it's either the pixels are there or they're not although let yeah. me let me i'm gonna point this out <laughs> let me just point this out so surface book 267 ppi XPS 15 with a 4K panel, 15 inch, 15.6 inch screen, 293 PPI. MacBook Pro 15, 226 PPI. MacBook Air 13, current laptop, $1,000, 128 PPI. One, it's like it's like a it's like an eight bit console, like one of those little like <laughs> Game Boys or something. Holy smokes! That's not even a 1080p screen yet, is it, right? <laughs> no. you know, yeah. they, just did it. they didn't upgrade it. I to think it's like a 1440, I think, on that one. And I don't, but I don't think they consider the Air line as like having Retina screens. No, they don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. it's obviously 28 PPI. It's like holy smokes! It's not great. I can attest to that after using one for a year. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like it's got to have, like, great big giant pixels, and you can just kind of, like... It's mostly right. like, huh, how come I can't fit anything on the screen? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, to the external monitor I go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, r- real quick, uh, you I, know, we, we have plenty of people in the chat that do... Uh, I uh, love the idea of uh, upgrading the internals of their laptop, but uh, we also have Davis here. He says, uh, I say save internal upgrades for a desktop. I can't wait for these to go on sale with big discounts sometime. So, you know, we, we got somebody looking forward to it. So Really? No. I mean, yeah. I, what's what's the appeal, though? I just don't, like, I mean, I, I got to say, I mean, I love Surface Book. I, Surface Pro really sort of paved the way, but there's just some, some things about the Surface laptop that are, like, a little disappointing to me. I, I got to say, like, the whole two-in-one thing, which I really wasn't a big believer in before, but it's like, it's a feature, like, why not just have it? Why not just, it's it's free, right? You just have it there. Cost, I mean, it's so expensive for this thing. I, I don't I don't quite get it. It doesn't bring anything, for me, to the table that the Surface Book or the Surface Pro 4 slash 3 did. What What's, for this reader, what's it, or watcher? I don't, I don't know. Listener. Well, yeah, I feel like please key, tell us. Well, I feel like the key word is discount, right? So, I mean, yeah, if you're getting what they showed for 600 bucks, you're going to 
not complain as much if you can't upgrade anything. True. But if you're paying the full thousand dollars, I think I think <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a little disconcerting when you can't actually touch the innards. For sure. Thirteen hundred bucks for two hundred and fifty six gigs, though. <laughs> <laughs> And I got to tell you, you do an XPS 13 or a Spectre 13, and you're looking at 512 gigs for that that much storage. I mean, it's... So, uh, actually, uh, um, another guy on YouTube, In the Woods, says, uh, by the time I feel like my laptop needs an upgrade, I'm ready to buy a new laptop anyway. That's fair, until you run into an issue. What if the hard drive dies, right? Yeah. Like six months after you get it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got to say, like, if you, you know, somebody ran a picture of the tool that Apple has and I can only compare it. They have a tool. So, like, if your MacBook Pro dies and you need the data off of there and they created this gigantic machine to suck the data off of the motherboard. Whereas if we're a regular laptop, you just pull the M.2 drive out, swap the board, put it, put it back in. You're, you're good to go. I mean, it's. It just creates a lot, and I just, well, I just don't really believe in the whole idea of soldering it in. It e- just... e- even, uh, even Lucas on Facebook says, you know, the majority of people aren't going to upgrade their laptops. This is this is a small subset, uh, and yeah. then also uh, into the woods says, uh, Gordon, you probably complain that you can't upgrade your phone. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because well, it's a I phone. mean, I we just throw it he away. wept when Project R was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness to that, they no longer let us even swap out our batteries anymore. True. Yep. So, right. Well, no, some of them, some of them. The LG V20 from last year, yeah, I but loved. Who, but who's Swapped buying them. those? Oh, I, I love that phone. I know, but I who's love. really buying those? That market is dying, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, but I mean, yeah, with a phone, because we have been unfortunately conditioned to just throw the thing away. And, and I got to say, the worst thing about phones, even though we have everybody saying how great phones are, man, look, they have like a 24-month shelf life before they, you know, before the OS makers start, you know, Loading them down and making them run slower intensely so you go out and buy a new one. Do you want that to happen with a laptop? Do you really want to be on sort of like this upgrade cycle where like, oh, it's it's time for me to throw my laptop in the drawer and go buy a new one? It's just you can get more utility. You could really you could really I mean, and, and as much as I'm bagging on that big, ugly corporate laptop Elena's using there, you could really stretch that thing out for, you know, seven years if you really wanted to. I mean, could also be, drop it out a window. It'd be terrible by the end, but you could do it. You know, I, I just don't the whole trend of of disposable computing. I, I'm not a fan of. So. I mean, like the Surface Book is kind of cool if you think about it, because you could just swap the top part out and, you know, swap the base with the new graphics part, you know, and there's or just swap the tablet out. Except for they the never GPU. sold those. Yeah, they should have. But, you know, Microsoft doesn't want to. I want to actually diverge off this topic for a second, just a quick aside, unless there's any more questions. No, we're, we're good for now. Uh, it's not directly related to the service book, but I think the really interesting thing about Windows 10 S that we're going to have to watch for is the cheap laptops. Because even though they're selling these for schools, um, they said that they're going to be available for people to buy, right? So I'm concerned that six months from now, if you go and buy a $200 laptop from you know the lo- one of those low-end entry-level uh laptops that they'll no longer have full windows 10 on it i'd be concerned that you know acer and dell and so on don't buy the full windows 10 license give you windows 10 s and a 200 dollars laptop and then you guys spend an extra 50 bucks to upgrade to full windows interesting and there's me like netflix is there anything is there anything i mean clearly we have windows 10 s in a uh 1600 laptop is there anything (laughs) to prevent an oem from selling a two thousand dollar machine with it no, they said there's going to be premium versions running Windows 10 S coming. So, uh, and, and I'm only bringing this up because uh, everybody just always makes fun of this person, but can you run Steam on these? You cannot run Steam on these. So, you would, there, you would therefore just buy games through the Microsoft Store, right? <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing here. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because everybody, you know, every time this happens, <laughs> expect a tweet from or whatever they're called from Tim Sweeney of Epic any any second now to any say second now. this is Microsoft trying to kill Steam. <laughs> what is exactly is this Windows 10 S, right? But a shot at Steam in some ways. Maybe that's what the S stands for. Oh, Windows 10 Steam killer. What? <laughs> SK. Uh, question, though, uh, does any of the um, the eGPUs support uh, Windows 10 games? Do you, have you tried any of those? Uh, I uh, what, what is it, WUWP or whatever? Oh, you mean there really should be nothing stopping uh, those UWP games from running with an eGPU. Uh, the only issue, of course, you know, a lot of the features, like last time I think people were saying, like, G-Sync doesn't work over Windows 10 games, UWP. There's just a lot of stuff that just don't work, mm. right? 
SLI didn't work for a long time. Did they finally fix that? I don't know if they did or not. Of course, Brad doesn't It doesn't care. work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it does because they're adding, actually, Gears of War, even though it came out months ago. This month is adding SLI support. Crossfire right. Support, so, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, it should, it should work seamlessly. But, you know, but again, um, to have a more secure Windows 10 version that um, doesn't, you can't run Steam on and you can't run Chrome on, you know, that's uh, going to trouble some people, I think. It should probably trouble some people. Yep. That's what they were trying to do from the beginning with Windows RT. This is a little bit tweaked, but it's basically the return of Windows RT. But yeah, sort of. The schools. But with an escape hatch, right? So, yep. Which everybody will take immediately, I think. It's I, almost I'm, akin to Windows 7 starter. If, um, like like yeah. kind of what you were talking about. That's why I kind of popped in with that word netbook because mm-hmm. I had a netbook like that where they're like, hey, we're going to give you Windows 7 starter. You can't really do anything with it. So if you want, you can upgrade. What were the limits on it? I can't remember. You couldn't change the wallpaper. I remember that. That's not a deal breaker. <laughs> no, but it just seemed really petty. <laughs> Why can't I do it? Like, come on. I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> you cheap bastard. You want to do that? Why don't you pay for it? <laughs> just like, really, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, but the issue with these is that they would only run Windows Store apps. So that would suck to buy what you think is just a normal Windows laptop for 200 250 bucks, And if it turns out not to run desktop apps, I think... There's the potential for a lot of confusion and outrage if that happens. But those people can upgrade, right? They can do the yeah for fifty bucks after the first year, right? I think well, that, that's only for the Surface. Oh, so everyone else is just fifty bucks out the door. Yeah, so, I mean they're doing it free for schools and educators and stuff. But if you buy one of these yourself and you want to upgrade to Pro, it's fifty bucks. Well, here's my other question: Can I download an ISO for Windows 10 S, install it on a box, and not have the you know? the the win32 support and basically do it for free can you is that an option or is this an oem uh, only i'm not sure that far into details i would uh, i mean they only said so much today right. but i would think you'd be able to download an iso you couldn't configure it on this windows store only machine obviously uh and then you could probably get normal windows on there but you'd have to pay for a license for windows right I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing if the Windows 10 S version, maybe it's free. We don't, we don't know what the cost is. I mean, whatever the, I mean, maybe that's incentive to OEMs too. Like, hey, you know, whatever you're paying X amount for full, you know, Windows license, and Windows 10 S is free or very, very much cheaper. So why don't you push that option, right? What if, yeah. uh, what if it was cheaper, but it came with ads, Gordon? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Price version comes with ads, so that's the future of computing, there, Adam. Yeah, actually, that that is also our kick in the butt to move on to the next segment. Poke to move along. Segway. The Windows Seven starter have the ad. You couldn't change the desktop. It was an ad on your desktop. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But actually, even even better than your operating system where it has permanent ads installed on it (laughs) is what AMD uh, decided to try to do. Right, Brad. Yeah, so last week, uh, the new AMD, I forget the number, drivers came out for Dawn of War 3, so on and so forth. You know, if you're using Radeon Sentence, it automatically upgrades. Uh, when they installed, it stealth dropped and add a link to the Quake Champions beta website on people's desktops. They didn't warn you it was going to do it. They didn't give you any way out of doing it. Jeez. You just installed it, and all of a sudden, there's a bit.ly link with the tracking code on your desktop. Ugh. And a lot of people were very, very upset about that. And the internet burned down in enthusiast areas, and AMD reversed the decision within 24 hours. But <laughs> it was kind of troubling that they did it to begin with. And, the, and as I understand it, they did not consider it as an ad, right? No, they consider it. They're offering access to the Quake Champions beta, which went on last weekend. They considered it a perk, which it is. NVIDIA does the same kind of things. But they don't stealth drop random bitly website links on websites right because that's without permission cluttering up users website uh <sighs> desktops is is kind of crappy and you know nobody wants that, that yeah. seems if they'd weird. have done it right inside the radeon settings app that would have been totally different but i mean if you weren't paying attention and you just installed your new driver right and then you weren't paying attention 
And then you came back oh. the next day and you saw all of a sudden there's this bitly code for something out of nowhere on your on your desktop. You'd think you got malware, right? Right. Yeah. Like that's not a good impression. I mean, is there any way anybody over at AMD was like, man, I've got this good idea and, and everybody's going to love it. You know, people are going to get access to the, this cool perk. Let's let's just do it. I mean, like, I, I don't understand how they thought nobody would get mad about this. Like, like. Am I missing something? Like, I, I don't get Their it. Their director of software said it was on him, and he made the call. And he just, he didn't think that it would be an issue. He was trying to test a new way to deliver exclusive access to, you know, a hot beta to AMD users. And he was actually, I thought it was pretty cool, on Twitter, as people were tweeting him in outrage about it, saying, you're right, I'm sorry, we changed it. So, Which is good. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can't, they tried it, and he clearly came back and said it was you right. know, my bad, right? But. But why couldn't they have anticipated that reaction? That's the weird part. So bad, yeah. It's such a bad idea. Yeah, it's hard to believe that somebody didn't. But, you know, maybe it just seems like if you could, like, I. but, you know, you can never predict the Internet, right? It's like, it's like, hey, I'm going to drop this link on your desktop that if you click on it, you will get $100. People would be angry, you know? <laughs> they would really be angry. I mean. If you did it without warning and without yes. asking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that, though. I mean, especially hot off the heels of, you know, all these these forced Windows upgrades and, you know, switching from 7 and 8 to 10, you know, like, pe- obviously people didn't like that, uh, you know. Ch- yeah. It, it kind of burned more because uh, for AMD fans, I was reading, there was the AMD subreddit was very, very upset because um, they all like how AMD is usually pretty straightforward with the drivers. Uh, whereas like with GeForce experience, you have to sign up for mandatory registration. You know, you got to sign up with your email or your Facebook mm-hmm. or something and they hate that. Yeah. So for AMD to drop this on there without permission, a lot of people were very upset. Do you, one thing I want to, I want to know is, is this sort of like the future of where we're going? I mean, clearly this sort of backfired, but man, you know, could we get a windows 10 S, you know, it seems ads like, everywhere? I mean, it's two data points are not enough to draw, you know. Yes, it is because we're the media. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I feel like we are in this territory now where they're like, "Oh, hey, we have this captive audience. What can we do with that?" Because remember Google Home when they were doing the Beauty and the Beast, like yeah. the yeah. quasi oh, ads, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just What's like, the weather like today? Oh, it's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> 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 like, and I just feel like they just don't understand what to do with. It. They're like, well, we have a captive audience. Obviously, we should do something with it. And you're like, no, no, there's a captive audience because those are your customers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would be more open to it if it wasn't for things that you're not spending money on. Because Google Home's 130 bucks, an AMD graphics card could be 500 bucks. Right. Windows, you pay 100 bucks for it. So to keep having ads, you know, pushed at you through that sucks. Yeah, I'm so tired of uh, Windows 10 asking me about Office. Oh. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and then Windows 10, like, when you fire Chrome up, it's like, whoa, why are you using Chrome? You can use Edge. <laughs> Did you know it's faster? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Google yes. does that, too, if you're using Edge, <laughs> true, true. to be fair. But that's free. That's a big difference, yeah. right? Well, and, and the, I don't the, think so. I think it just I just I'm tired of like, look, I am self-aware. I can make this decision. I know I've made this decision. I know there's some people who haven't. But stop trying to trick us and push us around to do stuff. Come on. Just just let us do the thing we want to do. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm sick of it. Yeah, the whole beauty of the, that is like even worse. I mean, yeah, okay, this is a driver on your desktop. Yeah, you're gonna be pissed off, but this is like, this is like this thing that's listening to you all the time and then start pushing ads on you. Yeah. yeah. What's well, my schedule look like today? Beauty and the Beast is opening. It's like what? <laughs> I don't understand. Like they could have done it so much better too. They could have said like, so these are the things that are happening today. And by the way, there's a thing that's happening that a lot of people are probably talking about, and it's the Beauty and the Beast like live action remake. Mm-hmm. Or, or at well, least- that's the same thing with this, right? I mean, like if they had done. If they had offered this, which it is a perk, right? Get offering access to this beta people are trying to get into with a closed beta is a perk. If they had done it through Radeon settings while it's installing, it opens while you're installing drivers and said, Hey, do you want access to this beta? Click yes. Done. I mean, and, and, yeah. I mean, granted, a, a lot of people in the chat are saying, "Hey, the you know, Quake Champions is 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 fun." They're you know, they're glad they have access to it, but yeah, it's like, you know. Are, are were they trying to get outreach like oh hey we want people to know about it but i mean it's like the people who want to know about it probably already know about it right i mean but again yeah, yeah like brad's saying 
like it can't be that hard to just have a consent, yeah. you know, yeah. window, yeah. yes or no, <laughs> as opposed to just being like, boom, there you go. Yeah. Well, but, when you upgrade the Radeon, your drivers with Radeon settings, it opens back up Radeon settings after it's done. So you could just have the screen there and then nobody would be confused. Nobody would think they had malware on the desktop. Or even what, what if, it, what if, um, uh, what if they did a hyperlink to open up, you know, Chrome or whatever you're using to to have a splash page? You know, hey, Quake Champions website, sign up for the beta. You know, I mean, even that, I, I'm a little more okay with. Uh, yeah, I don't, don't drop anything on my desktop. I'm not okay with dropping stuff on my desktop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people just, I, I, you know, at, we're, I think we're just sick of ads coming at us all the time from your your whatever Google Home telling you about Beauty and the Beast to the to that. Yeah, like that. By the uh, way, this podcast is brought to you by Fire 2018. <laughs> Make sure you attend Fire 2018. Well, somebody did mention uh, about the uh, the ad for the hint water on the table right there. You know, being a oh, good placement. This uh, is actually free for us. <laughs> I know that our company is paying for it, but here yeah, I can, you better hide I, can that. I can advertise my corporate laptop. There instead. we go. Lenovo ThinkPad. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, I, I clearly aim design. Have they said they're never going to do it again? Kind of. Um, they didn't, I asked a bunch of deeper questions and they didn't respond to any of them. They just gave me a canned statement. But from what the director of software strategy was saying on Twitter, it sounds like they're like, yeah, that was a bad idea. We're not doing that. So they reversed it right away. I would hope it doesn't happen again anytime soon. Okay. So hopefully I would think after all that uproar, man, cause like Twitter was a mess in Radeon circles, every single major PC and gaming related subreddit on Reddit was just like, look at this crap that they're pulling. So it was like a major firestorm. Yeah. People don't like their ads. They just don't like advertising. Especially if it's invasive advertising. Yeah. If it's in your face. Right. So that's, I mean, that was a bad thing about it. All right, we're going to move on to the next thing because we are rapidly running out of time. Boom. Another Brad topic, better GPU cooling. Now, of course, this is a reference coolers versus. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, actually. I uh, Recently, with the launch of the RX 500 series coming out, I got a chance to test a bunch of different coolers, and I just thought it was really interesting to see because everyone always thinks, oh, you know, GTX 1060 versus RX 580, but people don't often talk so much about how the different custom coolers can make such a big difference to performance for the cards you're doing. So like EVGA and the SUS and Sapphire, they all put their own touch on graphics cards, right? Their own custom coolers, their own overclocks. And I tested a bunch of them and it makes a huge difference. Uh, the one that I tested last week, I tested both the Sapphire RX 580 and the Asus Strix 580, which are two different cards. Uh, and they're very different cards. They get about the exact same performance actually. But, like, the Sapphire card is much smaller. It's a two-slot design. Keeps things relatively cool. Asus went uh, Asus. with a huge, massive, like, Strix cooler. You know, two and a half slots, three slots, full length. Just a massive thing. And even though it got about the same performance as the Sapphire RX 580, it uh, it never went above 56 degrees in our in our uh, temperature test. <laughs> That's a big a, card, though. Yeah, it's two massive. and a half slots for RX five eighty. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. It's uh, the way it's an enthusiast class cooler on a you know mainstream graphics card, and the difference between those graphics cards are fifty bucks. So you pay for that difference. So I just thought it was interesting looking at that. Looking at if you look at reference coolers, they'll be up there around you know eighty degree temperatures. You know they might thr- they throttle a little bit more. Whereas if you pay pay attention and pay extra for these extra coolers, uh, you get much better thermal performance. Sometimes you get better gaming performance. And just thought that was interesting. Hey, so, r- real quick question, uh, Brad. Um, just for people who don't know, like, can you walk through us a little bit of how you do the testing uh, on these cards for the the heat and performance and stuff? Sure. There are all kinds of different ways you can test this stuff. Uh, I used to test with Furmark, which is like a worst case scenario, but that was so wildly different from what I would actually see in games that what I actually started doing is running after doing my full set of testing so that the GPU is already warmed up. I would then run the division at 4K resolution while running speed fan in the background to keep track of deep GPU temperature. And I run that two or three times and I record the highest value found. Okay, cool. So you would, if you had to go out and get a 580 class card, you would pay the extra for the for an aftermarket, not a reference cooler? 
Yes, definitely. Uh, between that, I also recently tested the Founders Edition 1080 Ti versus the EVGA SC2 that we did recently. And it was just such a massive difference in cooling potential that it's worth, especially if you live in a hot place, it's, it's worth the extra money depending on the markup to spend a little bit more on a custom cooler. Like the SS Trix is so over-engineered that it's not worth it. It's $300, which is kind of insane for RX 580, whereas you can get the Sapphire version for 250 bucks, so 50 bucks less, and it delivers. It has an overclock, and it never throttles because the cooler is so effective that that makes it easily worth the $20 markup, I think it is, over MSRP. Hmm. So, Brad, and I'm actually I'm not done. Uh, I should be getting in this week. Sapphire has budget cards, you know, a budget 570, a budget 580, which is basic coolers. So I've tested a couple premium versions already. I'm going to test their budget coolers next, see how those hold up. So my question is then, like, do you have any recommendations for people who want to figure out what the best cooler, aftermarket cooler, is going to be for their situation? Um. It can get complicated. It depends on, like, the reference blower side coolers are usually crap unless you have a small form factor PC because you want to expel it through your back of your machine. Uh, I would say just what I always go back to is do research. I mean, before you spend $300 on a graphics card, go out there and look for a couple reviews, see what's the best available option. I mean, you can kind of tell looking at cards, too, whether, like, MSI has the Armor Series, which is their basic bare-bones custom cooler, and it's about the same price as MSRP for these cards. And that's not going to offer the same level of performance as one that is 10 or $20 more, has a big custom cooler, has a factory overclock. Uh, Ray, you, I, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, if just, you... Uh, <laughs> we're bad if if you uh there are some big names in graphics cards right and if all the big names msi you know asus evga sapphire so on and so forth uh they're big names for a reason their cards tend to be worth the money so uh the yeah, the other question from uh, ready player one on youtube is uh asking um do you do any ambient air temperature testing you know so that, so then you can figure out okay you know this is this is what it's going to look like in my box no i do not but I do, whenever I run a test, I rerun all the graphics cards so it's all in the same environment. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the, the conventional wisdom for a long time is, you know, is, is NVIDIA's reference coolers are really good. And AMD's reference coolers, you know, of course, their previous cards were really hot or like kind of mediocre. But it sounds like you're actually finding the aftermarket coolers to be better than the standard reference cooler designed for NVIDIA these days. Yes, definitely. Uh, the reference, let's see, I have this right here. The reference 1070, which is a step up over the 580, it was hitting 74 degrees Celsius in our testing. Uh, whereas these aftermarket uh, RX 580s, which are a lot more power hungry, a lot hotter, they were, the Sapphire was only 68 degrees, so six degrees less than the reference GTX 1070. And the Essex Strix 580 got all the way down. It'll never top 56 degrees. So it's not bad. Yeah. Can you get them with ads on and make it a little cheaper? Just <laughs> screen ad on the card. What is, it, what is that phrasing that Amazon uses with special offers? Special offers. There you yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> I, would people do that? I mean, like, if you get the game where it's like, hey, it's $10 less, but there's going to be ads sprinkled throughout the game as you're running through some post-apocalyptic <laughs> environment. Some games like already billboards. do that with billboards. Yeah, they had talked about that. that yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, what, what was it? Burnout Paradise? Was that? I feel like that was one of them back in the day. I wouldn't want to take it just to see the advertising in the <clears throat> game, you know? Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Why not? You save like thirty bucks off that Kindle by taking the ads. But what? What if it makes it run uh, crappier because it's got to like refresh the, the the stuff in in the game every once in a while? Maybe it actually changes the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it inserts your sidekick who's like you know, Mister. Come Pe on, Pepto Bismol, let's go. <laughs> hey, I'd do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we have... Oh, look at this. We may actually get out of here on time. We won't get in trouble. Nah, we'll see how many questions we got. How many? So we're our last segment. Let's move the thing on to Q&A, Q &A, Q &A, answers and questions. Did it. 
So does anybody have questions uh, on the internets yeah, for we'll, us? Well, first first off, we'll say the, the ask Gordon, Brad, and Elena anything. They'll, they'll answer anything. anything. This yes. is this is your time yep. to hit them with hard with these uh, awesome PC <laughs> questions. Uh, I do have one uh, da, 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 about uh, anything new about uh, Vega um, from AMD. It's, it sounds like uh, everybody's upset that they're on radio silence. They're still on track to launch this quarter. They said that yesterday at the earnings call. I mean... They haven't really said anything new since GDC, where they showed a couple of things, minor things, and pulled the whole, you know, Radeon Vega's name is going to be Radeon Vega. Uh, but they've been saying quarter two all along, and that's just where they are right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Computex and E3 are right around the corner. One of those shows, I would expect. Yeah, that, that uh, and then that came from uh, Five Basher. He said uh, he's he's hyped for Vega, uh, but he's going to trade in his uh, 1080 for Vega and a free sync monitor. Uh yeah. Huh. Is that a good idea? I got to say that's that's compelling, you know. If it's well, what do it you depends think? on it depends on performance. <laughs> well, let's just uh, let's assume it's, it's 1080 to 1080 Ti. It's got to fall in between those, right? But really that it, it that curveball is that FreeSync panel. Like yeah, if that's, it's cheap that's enough. Yeah, that's a huge draw. That's a huge draw for AMD, I think. That they don't charge extra for that. And if you can get out of there for if you're looking to replace your monitor anyway. That would be a pretty compelling combo, I would think. Yeah. The thing with FreeSync as opposed to G-Sync is they only support certain ranges. So just do your research and make sure that the supported ranges of frame rates are inside the frame rates of what you're looking to play at. So uh, we got another question from uh, Sam Ritta uh, on Facebook. Uh, it's a little bit general. Uh, is AMD better than Intel? At graphics, yeah, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> that one's pretty easy. Graphics, way better. I feel like we've had this discussion many times so far on the show in recent months. If we're talking x86 side, um, you know, it kind of depends. There is a pluses and minuses of both the platform. You have to, you don't don't listen to us. You know, read our reviews, read other people's reviews. You know, decide what your needs are. Do you need more cores, more threads? AMD definitely gives you that. You need a crap load more PCIe lanes. You're only going to get really get that out of sort of high end Intel right now. You really need high IPC, high clock speed. That's still KB Lake. So go go on what your needs are. Don't go by what people on the internet tell you. <laughs> Which except, I just told you, you on the yeah. internet. Good life advice. Uh, so here's a good one for Elena uh, from Thomas uh, on YouTube. Uh, what's the best tablet lightweight laptop that I can travel with and use Ableton Live Nine on? And use what? Ableton Live 9. I don't what actually know that? what that is. Oh, it's a music production. Mm. So is it a Windows app or Android? I am guessing. No, it's it's Windows. Yeah. Oh, Windows. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how system intensive is that particular program? I'm not familiar with it. Well, it, it, it depends. You like load up a bunch of uh, of audio loops and it's, I mean, the, as intensive as any of the other, other audio programs. Doesn't... Um, the the guy in the testing lab it doesn't he load up load up Ableton? Yeah, uh, I, I gotta say I didn't find it to be super thread heavy. So and then you know frankly it's mobile. We're talking AMD anyway, or we're talking Intel anyway. So um, I mean, you really want the most powerful tablet you can get. Yeah, where, I mean, where are we I'm guessing I'm wondering this? like the tablet sounds like the looking for something that's just lightweight, easy yeah, to carry. Yeah, I, I think he he means a little more like convertible. Maybe. I mean, yeah. there's actually a lot of good options out there right now. It just depends on the price point, you know, how much you want to spend. Because obviously, the lighter you go, the more you're going to start paying for performance. So, if you want to kind of keep that delta just in that sweet spot between all three, I'd say you're probably looking at, if you're not worried about price, probably something like a Surface Pro 4, um, possibly one of HP's, uh, what is it, the, the X2. It, oh, right, right. One, the, one, the one with the kickstand. That one's yep. getting a little older, though. That's Core M, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you'll pay less. It's a little heavier. Um, but it also has slightly lower, like, top-end performance. Yeah, um, for a pure tablet, right? Yeah, and then there's also this HP Spectre that Gordon has. That yeah, so starts can... about $1,000, but it's two-in-one, so you can flip it between different uh, form factors. A little bit on the heavier side compared to something like the Surface Pro 4, because... Service Pro 4, the uh, type cover weighs less than an actual, you know, keyboard. You know, but I got to say, the one thing I found is, like, it is actually very nice to not to not lose lap ability. Yeah. To these convertibles, I mean, I really, for a long time, I thought they were useless, but 
I, I got to say it's, it's, it'd be tough to go back to a surface pro at this point. I think from a, these, hmm. these convertibles have gotten so light hmm. and so thin. I mean, they have, but if you, if even like a matter of ounces matter to you as they do for me, cause I try to cram everything to a single backpack when I travel. Hmm. Um, for me, I would go still with the surface pro four, but if I didn't worry so much about say like five or six ounces, then probably I would go with the specter. Okay. Do you think a Surface Book is a alternative at all, or just too heavy? Too, Surface Book is big. so expensive. But you're getting <laughs> Surface. I mean, that do you want to pay a thousand dollars or twenty two hundred? It looks cool, man. Uh, yeah, I know. It is interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Brad, uh, here's one for you. Uh, RX 580 or R9 Fury X? R9 mm. Fury X. Um, If you can get them for the same price, I would get the Fury X. It's going to use a lot more power. It's going to give you more performance. Uh, and it has that badass integrated water cooler. So, I mean, if you can get it for a rough, if you can find a Fury for two Fury X for two fifty to three hundred bucks, that's that's pretty. At that point, I would look. I would be interested in that. It's only it only has four gigabytes of RAM, but it's the faster HBM, so it's really not too much of an issue in a lot of games. But. Yeah, good luck finding one that price, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering, so the the four gig frame buffer doesn't kill you too much, just because it's just you just the bandwidth is just so much greater. Over yeah, the I forget. I haven't tested it in a few months, but I wasn't having issues. Yeah, because the bandwidth was so high that it was just even on games that use a lot of bandwidth, it just chews through it. So, okay. uh, but if so, you can, if you can find comparable price in Fury X all day long, that's still actually my favorite design, the look of it. Of any graphics card I've ever tested, I love that thing. It's gorgeous. Nice. Uh, another quick one. I think I know the answer on this uh, from Zemajo uh, on YouTube. Does gaming mode in the Windows 10 update make a difference? That's a Brad. It's a Brad question. Yes, this is interesting because Linus Tech Tips just put out a video saying it does not and it sucks, and that's not necessarily true. Because uh, him and a lot of other testers are testing on gaming PCs. And if you have a gaming PC where you already have even a budget gaming PC, if you have a PC with a discrete graphics card, it's probably not going to make a difference to you. It might even possibly, depending on the game, push performance a little bit down, depending on how it behaves. Hmm. But if you use a laptop or if you're using a gaming PC where you have stuff running in the background, which Linus didn't do in his testing, not to call him out, just saying. Uh, so, like, if you're running Chrome and Discord or you're playing Spotify in the background, the idea is that game mode devotes more resources to your game and less to those. So I tested it on a Surface Book with NVIDIA N65, uh, 965, I believe. 965. Graphics. Yeah. yeah. And it made a huge difference running a YouTube video and AV in the background. Like, uh, it made a huge difference. It doubled the minimum frame rate in that case. So it can work very, very well in budget hardware or on systems where you got a bunch of stuff running. But if you're the kind of gamer who closes everything down, maybe leaves just Discord open and plays already on good hardware, it probably won't make too much of a difference. What about really limited hardware, like, say, a config where you've got... 8 gigs or 4 gigs of RAM. I mean, that's... And eight, some, gig, 8 gigs is not limited. While on a desktop, 8 gigs is, is pretty pretty much entry level at this point, right? So, um, say, uh, 4 gigs or 6. Some weird, weird duck configuration like that. And like an entry level video card. Um, it wouldn't make a difference with the gigs because currently it only affects CPU and GPU. Oh, okay. So pushing processes out of the way. Nope, they said there's going to be more improvements coming, they told us. Uh, sound of RAM, it seems like that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, you'd think the more system constrained that you are, the more of a difference it'll have. Uh, like if you're running on a dual-core or quad-core processor and you're already seeing you know, high CPU utilization, then running this could very well mean the difference between playable and not playable. That's what I found in my Surface Book testing. So. Hmm. Well, and, and but, hey, if uh, Linus Tech Tips wants to come on the show, you know, and, and talk with us about <laughs> it, come come on, you know, you're you're welcome anytime for sure. No, he does good work, but that 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 just came out yesterday. I think that was the genesis, maybe, for that question because it was going around quite a bit. People were asking me about that on Twitter. Why is it so different? It's because we use different testing mm. systems, right? Mm -hmm. He was just testing it in a pure gaming environment. I was testing it in a mixed environment, and so that's why there's the difference. All right, cool. Uh, then. Uh, 
Let's uh, let's do this. The last one. Uh, this kind of goes full circle uh, from uh, Ben Ten. Uh, <clears throat> he came a little late. Did we say whether the uh, the Surface laptop is good for gaming or not? No, there is a there is an Iris Plus six forty version, which um, those are only in the Core i seven ones. In the Core i seven, there's an Iris version. The other one is just pretty much a standard KB Lake um, Iris six twenty. They do. I know they do call out Apple because it's always fun to call Apple out. And they say, I think the they say it's fifty percent faster than the MacBook Air thirteen. But you know, my phone is fifty percent faster <laughs> than a MacBook um, Air thirteen at this point. But yeah, for gaming, you know, KB Lake graphics and the, I, the Iris Plus one, you can get some you know esports class graphics at you know probably acceptable frame rates. You know. Oh, hear the pain in your I voice. <laughs> It's not going to be great. It's not going to be that they're not designed for gaming. I will say you probably can play some games. You know, it depends on where you're from. Like if you're you're running a 1080 Ti in your your desktop, this is not going to be a gaming device for you. But if you're coming from integrated graphics, these will probably be better than whatever you're whatever you're running right now. So cool. Let's leave it with that, then. That is the last question. Look at that. We're only five minutes over. Actually, I think we're right. We should get an award. Yeah. We go over all the time. They should, like, give us an award for this, like, free donuts You're not getting fired. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. All right. And to see if we got fired, check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk on The Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions. We really want to hear them. And I will check before the next three-month period. And comments to thefullnerd at PCWorld.com. Again, that is thefullnerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with co-host Brad Charkas. Adios. Eleni Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Have fun or not.